I think we're recording. Um, thank you so much, Chuck, for uh, agreeing to talk to me. Um, I don't have a name for this. We're just having a conversation. I thought this would be really valuable for people to know, especially with uh, mental health mental health awareness month. Um, so I'll introduce you and then you can let me know what I missed. Um, <laughs> this is Chuck McGee the third, a uh, really good friend of mine, Wim Hof certified XPC certified instructor uh, and oxygen advantage certified instructor. Chuck runs a weekly Zoom breath class, Sundays at 11 p.m. PST, Mondays at 9 p.m. PST. Um, I've been working with Chuck for about a year doing breath work. So Sundays, Sundays at 11 a.m. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, if you showed up at 11 p.m., I will. <laughs> you can listen to the recording. Yes. Um, so yeah, let me know what I missed. Uh, if you'd like to introduce yourself a little bit. So uh, I was introduced to breathwork. And really, if you'd asked me six years ago about it, I'd be like, you mean that crunchy hippie granola stuff people do? Um, by a customer who came into the bar and wouldn't leave until I promised to look up the Wim Hof method. And that was my start into conscious breath work. I mean, the irony is, is, is my background's in theater and stage. And we've been taught, like, if you want to, you know, bring forth a certain emotion, you can breathe in this pattern. And I never made the connection that if I didn't want to bring forward those emotions, I should check the way I'm breathing. And, you know, they oh, yeah, if you want to be angry, just breathe a little quicker. And so many people are breathing faster than they should in and out through their mouth, stretching themselves out. And I was like, damn it, how did I miss this? And, you know, I started down the Wim Hof method path. It's, it's an incredible practice. I then started learning um, Oxygen Advantage, XPT. I'm currently going for a Buteco certification because it's never just one thing. People find that one thing and they really advocate for it, but it's, that's a small piece. It's, it's principles over methods. Learn the foundations of how to breathe correctly. And then no matter what method you use, you can apply those skills. And I, I feel there could be more people out there advocating for all methodologies rather than just this one. Mm. I mean, if I had to say which just one to choose, I'm going to go Wim Hof method because that's the one I've, it's, it's accessible, it's easy, and your breath is free. Your breath is free. You can use it anytime you want. And if you actively, consciously start to influence it, you can see pretty big changes. And uh, for any of you out there who are like, it can't be that simple. Who told you it was simple? And try it before you, you, you know. You denigrate it. Don't do what I did and be like, that's crunchy hippie granola stuff. Those crunchy hippie granolas, they got some stuff going for them that we need to really bring into the mainstream. You uh, you brought up a really interesting point about like, let's, so, so backstepping, your job title is helping people breathe and sit in cold water. Yeah, to, pretty much. To, to well, you're a pulmonot, respiratory specialist, breath worker, awesome. however you want to make it fancy, but we're awesome. going to breathe and sit in cold water at some point. So let's just break it down to its, its, Let's, let's call it what it is. Yeah. Awesome. And so you brought up a really interesting point about like perce what perceived breath work is and then what, mm -hmm. and don't, don't like knock it until you try it. Cause I get a lot of resistance when I tell people, Hey, I breathe erratically on Sundays and Mondays with this guy named <laughs> Chuck and it's great. You should come. Right. They're like, you get 50% that are like, wow, that sounds amazing. And 50% like, maybe you should go take some medication. Like you sound a little too crazy. Well, that's How? the thing is maybe you should take a pill. Why? <laughs> yeah. I mean, some people, some people may need to, and let's totally. not 
knock psycho psychology or psychiatry or even modern medicine, but there's a lot you can do for yourself too. Totally. And so I was, yeah. who's this, who's this for? Like, let's, who's this for and who's this not for? Um, you give some warnings in your, in your, so, in your intro classes. Um, but like, like the whim. Go ahead. Sorry, Scott. No, 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 Go ahead. It's a little delayed. So for like the Wim Hof method, if you're epileptic or pregnant, that breath work's not for you. Okay. But foundational breath work, that's for everybody. Cool. Anybody, like if you have a pulse, this is for you. Conscious breathing, and it just has such a large impact. And I mean, if you want to be relaxed and mentally you're like, oh, I just like to calm down right now, but you're sitting forward, you have poor posture, you're reading on your phone all day and you're breathing through your mouth, your, your mind may want to be relaxed, but every signal you're sending your body is stress. Right. So if you want to learn how to enter, you know, the states you actually want to be in, you have to conscious, consciously step into it and influence your body. Your body is always looking for easy and easy is not optimum. To get to optimum, we have to step in and consciously influence. And the best advice I can give anybody is breathe through your nose. Like as much as you can breathe through your nose all day, every day, and, and get to the point where you can exercise through your nose. But please don't think like the top NBA athlete, if they want to start, you know, switching over to nasal breathing, they're not going to be able to run a two mile, you know, run that first day. Let's get to walking first. Everyone wants to start at the top. Breathwork is one of those things you start at the foundation and you build slowly day by day. That's awesome. So I wish I could be like, you do this once and everything's fixed. And it's, as long as you keep this practice going, you will keep seeing the benefits. If you stop, totally stop seeing the benefits. And how, so people work from home a lot, working on their computers, software engineers. How, when we started working together, I was mouth breathing, just working. Mm -hmm. what are some things that people can do to catch themselves or like drills they can do throughout the day to start training themselves to close their mouth while they're working in a more relaxed state? Use technology, use technology to your advantage, especially if you're working at home, set a little alarm on your phone five times a day, set an alarm. And just when it goes off, check your posture and check your breath. So many people start their day hunched over a computer reading their emails, stressing out. And this posture, if you really look at my body is, is almost the fetal position, mm -hmm. which is, is I'm afraid I'm going to curl up in a ball. They're breathing through their mouth and they'll get that tense email and they hold their breath. And a conscious breath hold can be very relaxing. Right. An unconscious breath hold can bring on so much anxiety and stress. So, you know, set that alarm five times a day. And when you, when that alarm goes off, check your posture, bring the head back, sit back in your chair or stand up at your standing desk. If you have one, breathe, you know, I want your eyes to be parallel with the ground, looking up, not, not up like this, but mm -hmm. just a wide view, stretch, catch, you know, the edge of your peripheral vision, wiggle your fingers and breathe in for four seconds, out for six seconds, five breaths, five times a day. That simple reminder to just check in is so powerful because it gives you a moment to 
relax the body instead of backpacking that stress with us all day long and waiting to the end of the day when you're like, okay, I've had three cups of coffee. I've been cracking out all day and I still need to code for six more hours. Or I, I have those emails my boss has just sent me and you'll watch people just, all right, I'm done with work now. And you can throughout the day, just take that time for yourself. One, it's better for you. It's better for your work will improve simply by just catching yourself. Mm. And, you know, this, this, a lot of people tell me this is extreme, but tape your mouth shut. Tape your mouth shut when you sleep at night. And, and the reason is, if you're mouth breathing, you're telling your body to stress out. There's a whole bunch of physiological factors that, that it tell you that this is happening, but you can't really get a restful sleep breathing through your mouth. And you know, for those of you who are like, that's extreme. I don't know if I could do it. If you were to break your leg or finger, they put it in a cast. So it would be immobilized and you couldn't mm -hmm. use it properly. If you break your finger, they tape it to the next one. So you don't use it improperly. Right. It's the same principle with the mouth. I mean, in James Nestor's book, Breath, they talk about a guy who used a, a, a handkerchief and tied his, his head, you know, so his mouth would stay shut. We don't have to. That, I think, is a little extreme. But, uh, you know, a little bit of tape, you can use it like right here. You can do two strips. You can use myotape, Patrick McEwen, so you don't cover your lips. He invented myotape. It just sits around. Uh, it doesn't, I have a beard, you have a beard. So we're going to have to use traditional tape because myotape fits around the mouth. Great right. for people without facial hair. That's, I'm glad you brought up, you brought up so many good things. Um, I, so I'd say 90% of the nights I sleep since you told me to, to use tape. I bought, I, I bought the Simply Breathe tape. And Simply Breathe, the way I, yeah, they're another great brand. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure if it was called Simply Breathe, but mm -hmm. um, the way I explain it to people is it's like going to sleep a little buzzed. You don't get like that quality sleep versus having like, I'm hydrated, I'm relaxed. I have that nice sleep. And that's just the difference between taping my mouth or, or not. The first couple of times is a little weird and you're kind of like, I kind of feel like I'm suffocating. But like you said, it's- that's that's normal. And that's, yeah, totally. thank you. Thank you for that. It's not something you'll do the first night. Some people will take the tape off for like two weeks. Yeah. As they're sleeping. I did that. Yeah. But the real big indicator of how good our respiratory system is, is lung capacity and your CO2 tolerance. Mm. Everyone thinks CO2 is this terrible gas and you know, it's not, it's a vasodilator. So if you're breathing through your mouth all day, your veins and arteries constrict your resting heart rate shoots up, your blood pressure shoots up, and every breath is just whispering stress, stress, mm. stress. And people fall into this pattern of just breathing into their upper chest. And instead of having their body, you know, breathe biomechanically correct, they're doing this, mm. which is just bringing stress into the shoulders, into the neck, into the jaw. I mean, in and out through the nose, your lower ribs need to expand laterally I'm out your rib cage you don't want that barrel bouncing i put my fingers on the points of my collarbone and when i take a deep breath in through my chest i get the lateral expansion by breathing in this manner all day long i'm telling my body we're fine relax mm. and if i need to go faster i will consciously use mouth breathing in very certain and rare cir circumstances and situations but 95% of what we do, even athletically, can be done through the nose. Now, if you're rolling, you're a fighter, and you're like, but I'm in the ring. I need to, 
That's the 5%. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I, you're bringing up so many good points. Um, deep work is very, is very popular amongst the creative knowledge worker community. I want to be hyper-focused, hyper-creative for short bursts of time to get the most amount done and then have downtime where I can relax so that I'm not in, in the in-between stages. So if I had to go maybe work on a, a feature or do concentrated work, I know between 30 minutes and two hours, how would you prep using breath? How would you prep yourself to enter that state of uninterrupted focused work? It really depends on what I'm doing okay. and the, the state of mind I'm in beforehand. Um, I would, every day I would start with the Wim Hof method breath work. I would bring balance to my body. I would, you know, exercise my cardiovascular system. And that's how I would start the day. I'd then go take a, an ice bath or cold shower, prep my body for whatever stress I'm going to be doing. Now, you know, if I'm going to go speak in front of a crowd and I'm a little nervous, I'm going to bring myself down. I'm going to mm -hmm. breathe in four out six. I maybe even breathe a little longer and hum and calm myself down so that I can go out and, and deliver that message I want. But if I'm, you know, too calm mm -hmm. and I need to be a little more energized, I'm going to amp myself up a little bit. And it's not so much one tool. It's learning to use multiple tools for the correct situation. And my favorite instance of this is box breathing. Mm. Box breathing is in for four seconds, hold for four seconds, out for four seconds, hold for four seconds. And you can play with the number. You just want to keep it the same. Now, box breathing was rediscovered by the Navy SEALs. And a lot of people in the health and wellness world were like, yeah, this is how, how we go to sleep, how we relax our body, how we calm down. So if you need to go to sleep or you wake up at night, flow into box breathing. But if you need to do that half an hour of two hours of concentrated work, one of the most elite fighting units did not come up with breath work to help calm them down. Mm. It can be used to that with that intent, but you can focus yourself just as easily. I mean, I can put myself to sleep with box breathing like so. And just keep that soft, smooth rhythm going and eventually I'm gonna pass out. But if I wanna use it for the intent to focus, I've got work that needs to be done. it's your intention behind it's the your breath. intention behind the breath yeah and with box breathing it's it's one of the precursors to entering flow state mm. to get to get your body balanced that breath is bringing balance you can bring that energy in and then step into the work you need to do but you know don't let the shoulders rise don't right. start to lean over keep right. yourself posturally correct Keep your breath going in and out through the nose afterward and utilize that right tool for the right situation. And one of my favorite things um, to do, if I'm, if I'm working on something and I've hit a roadblock, I'm just going to take a deep breath in, let it out. And I'm going to hold my breath for as long as I can. I'm mm. going to build up that carbon dioxide. I want my veins and arteries to start to dilate. I want my heart rate to relax and I want to increase blood flow to the brain. If I've been stressing and working, I've probably been breathing improperly faster mm. than I need to. I want better blood flow. Mm. And so I'll hold my breath and then I'll start humming. 
Uh, humming increases nitric oxide saturation of the blood by 15 times. Also a vasodilator. So there are tools that can aid you in any situation. The trick is knowing which one to use where. Right. And the only way to get good at it is to practice when you don't need it. That's such a, that's such a great point. And it's, it, I think coming back, it's like that introspect, being introspective with yourself, right? So for example, we'll use the work day. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, I just got off a really stressful meeting. I was up early. I'm jammed on coffee and now I need to focus for two hours, but I'm too hyped. So it's like, okay, well, that means I'm going to use the relaxed box breathing and calm down so I can relax and do work effectively or vice versa, where maybe I'm, um, I'm drained. I, yeah, I'm drained. I'm tired. I lifted too heavy yesterday. I didn't sleep well. And now I need to focus for two hours. And then it's mm -hmm. like, okay, we gotta, we gotta go. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that. Like using the, what you just said, using the tools, um, using the tools you need when you don't need them to practice. And, you know, I'd like to say I can apply it every time. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm perfect at it. That's bull. There are times when I'm extremely stressed out and my kids are like, don't you know how to do this? And I'm like, not right now. I should. And then I'll do it. But sometimes it takes that, that note. I mean, you've got, you've got a whiteboard behind you. Put notes on there to remind yourself to do this. Yeah, totally. Like, when you're really stressed out, you're not you lose about one third of your mental acuity. Yep. I've been hitting the head too many times to lose any mental acuity, let alone a third of it. So if I'm really stressed, sometimes I need that reminder. Yep. And it's okay if you need a reminder and it's okay if you fail. Give yourself the space, be kind to yourself and just know that, okay, I failed this time. I'll get better next time. And it's not so much that, you know, this will work for every situation, but it'll help. It'll, yeah, it'll help. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Um, people hold on to a lot of stress. And people are entrepreneurial or maybe they have a really stressful job. They have kids and then they're going to work, doing their thing, dealing with their other obligations and then maybe checking work and then going to sleep. And I feel like a lot of people now, especially because they're working from home, they don't have good separation of concerns, can't actually get a good night's sleep. And then that just has a bunch of health implications as well. So someone, how, how can, what's your like sleep cleanliness or, or getting ready for bed routine that people can do where they're like amped and then, Hey, I want to now get ready to, to have a restful night's sleep. So if you're really amped up at the end of the night and it's about an hour and a half to two hours before bed. Okay. I mean, people will say, Oh, it's blue light, blue light, blue light. I, I sometimes yes, but it's not necessarily, you know, I've been reading a few studies and some of them are like, it might not be blue light. It might be mental engagement. Right, right. That's a great give, point. Give your mind the space to relax. Mm. So, I mean, two hours before bed, don't necessarily put the phone down if you're finding it relaxing, but don't be reading stimulating emails. Don't right. watch political commentary. Don't listen to the news mm -hmm. that close because you're going to hear something that just hits you and now you're amped up. Right. And now you're like, crap, I, I heard that. I can't sleep right now. And you've wound right. yourself up. So what I like to do if I'm having a particularly stressful day, two hours before bed, I'll do Wim Hof method breath work in and out through my nose uh, to bring myself down. Uh, if, if I'm kind of in a great state, breathe light. The Patrick McEwen guided meditation 
is amazing. That just calms everything down. Uh, you can take a cold shower. Cold mm. shower with the intent of let it hit you. Mm. And just let it take that tension away. When you get out, your body is going to be more relaxed. You may be a little bit more, you know, hyper for a, a bit afterwards. But if you go into it with the intent to just let go, you're right. going to sleep so much better because you've given that that stress and anxiety an escape route. Totally. And we don't need to backpack it. Catch your breath. Do, you know, the Patrick McEwen breath work. Um, fall into Wim Hof Method breath work. Utilize those tools. But don't just be like, oh, I'm going to have a crappy night's sleep. Right. There's, there's so much we can do. Right. Um, some people really dig essential oils. And, and you know, if, if that's something you like, utilize that. They have room diffusers that, that help, help you sleep better. Um, and, you know, tape your mouth shut. That's, that's where it begins. Tape your damn mouth shut. Give yourself the restful regenerative sleep so you can increase that emotional wealth throughout the day. Breathe through your nose throughout the day so that you're not telling yourself to stress out so that when you get hit with that outside stressor, you're suddenly keyed off. Right. And, and, you know, we are our body's pilot, not its passenger. There is so much we can do to influence it. We don't have to sit in the passenger seat and just react to all the crazy shit happening around us. Right. That was the, mo that was the single most influential thing that you said that I held on to when we first started working together. Because things like, I think when people get anxious or hyper stressed and it's like, they don't feel like they have control and everything's being done to them. And then they respond and they're like, this is being done to me. I have no control. And then you just flip the script and you're like, you're, yeah, you're, uh, what was it again? Say it. You're the pilot, not the passenger. Not the passenger. Exactly. And when, because breath work also invokes uh, sensations that are a little, alarming when you're not used to it and you're like what's happening to me all this stuff and you kept repeating that mantra and it's like oh wow like i'm doing this to myself i have control over the situation this isn't scary anymore and like, you can always stop yeah and the first time the first time we worked together uh, when we got a, a private i thought i was gonna have a panic attack i was like i'm i'm blowing the lid too hard this is insane um but you're like no you're doing this yourself it's fine like don't worry about it it was yeah, it it's not happening to you. It's something right. you're doing for yourself. Right. And the thing is, I, I speak to um, elementary school classes and, and around the sixth grade level, I ask a question, who here has ever said, so-and-so has made me blank, angry, happy, sad. So-and-so made me. Everybody raises your sure, hand. Yeah. Say, look around, you're all full of it. <laughs> Every single one of you. And the teachers got their hand up and then they put it down. <laughs> and I'm like, someone did something that you liked or didn't like. Right. And you chose to react in a way that was either anger or happiness. And they're like, well, I didn't choose. It just happened. Well, what signals were you sending your body? Were you breathing through your mouth? You're probably going to be stressed out. Were you breathing through your nose? We have the choice. That's our choice. How are you going to react? And one of the things I tell people nowadays is... Uh, I don't love you enough to give you the power to stress me out. You give someone that power. Mm. And yes, there can be outside people who are being angry, but you can still choose to breathe in a calm manner. And this is where the cold is one of the most masterful teachers on the planet because the cold does not care. 
It's a physical stressor. You can't change the fact that it's cold. You can just get out or you can control your breath. So I could sit in the cold and endure it. It's going to be awful. I'm just going to sit there and by the end, I'm going to be like, why did I do that? But if I catch my breath, I accept that it's cold. I breathe in four, out six. And you can do this in a shower or an ice bath. And you practice this every day. You are retraining your body's initial reaction to that unknown stress. And then there's all of the other physiological benefits you're right. having. Totally. So practice with stress. Practice with stress in a safe place. So many of us get hit with stress and we have to perform. Our job's on the line. Our right. kids are screaming at us. And without that, that familiarity with those responses, you get lost in that moment. That, that doesn't have to happen. So you are the pilot. You can influence. And you just have to take that conscious step to step into that ability. And the only way to do that with any success is by practicing. Totally. You, yeah, that's, that's amazing. It's like, if you're a bartender, you don't want to be making your first old fashioned when someone asks for an old fashioned, you need, you need the practice beforehand. Um, And I think if that doesn't resonate with people, something that really helped me when you told me this is like, you don't realize what stresses you out until you're conscious of it. Like little things. It's like uh, birds building a nest in your house. I don't know. Like these little mundane things that you can use in your daily life to practice the calming down, the re- relaxation. Oh, I just went to the gym. I'm amped. Okay, let me let me figure out how to calm down. Oh, I need to go to the gym. I'm about to fall asleep. Okay, let's get myself amped. And using mm-hmm. these little daily routines to when it counts, then you have the pride. You're like, I know exactly what to do to handle this. The hardest part is the human side of it. And a lot of us want to take these things personally. Mm. That bastard cut me off. Right. No, they didn't. They're driving and you just happen to be the car they pulled in front of. Right, right. Yes, they did in fact cut you off, but that person had no idea it was you. Right. They weren't like, I'm going to go find Scott's car while he's driving and I'm going (laughs) to cut him off in traffic. And and they put all of this extra thought into it. Yeah. And it's the story they're telling. Totally. And when someone, I mean, when someone cut me off before, when I was younger, you son of a, I'd get so angry. Yeah. And now they cut me off and it's a great, okay. All right. I don't need to get mad. I'm not going to give that person that power to, to make me so mad. I'm going to calm down. The one that really gets me is the person paying in coins at the store when I'm in a rush. <laughs> like people like, you always use that example. I'm like, yeah, it pisses me off the most. And they're like, oh God, all this change. And you're like, oh. It's a good time to, to practice. Practice, like just, yeah. that's a great moment for, for you to step into it. And, you know, find those little things so that you're good at that. And then when the big thing hits, you're like, oh, I got this. Uh, I got it, yeah. And having that confidence, being like, I, I got it. Even yeah. just that alone is like, like having that control is amazing. Um, What's, what story are you telling yourself? Right, right. My boss has given me this big project. I don't know if I'm gonna, I don't. Right. I just have so much stress. And you're like, so my boss gave me this big project. Right. Bastard. Um, all right. And it's one step at a time. 
people like to say, you know, the most important step is the first one. And I think that's baloney. The most important step is always the next one. Mm. So even if it's hard, even if you're crawling, move forward just a little bit, just that next, just keep going. When we're walking up the mountain and it's snowing and people aren't wearing a lot of clothes, I want to quit. This is not the place for that. Could we you could to- you talk about what that is if, for people that don't know in the so, Wim Hof training? Part of the, the Poland retreat in uh, the winter travels for the Wim Hof method is we do a two, three, four hour cold exposure hike, depending on the weather. And anyone can put their clothes on at any time. We don't make you go without a shirt. That's your choice. It's, it's difficult. Some people think at the beginning of the week, it's impossible, but they're starting to move through the snow. They're taking that next step. We tell them, you know, I want you to see yourself at the top of the hill and I want you to go meet yourself, get to the top. And it's not about, you know, it is envisioning your goal, but it's about that next step. We move as a team. And part of what we do that I think makes it so magical, in my opinion, is the slowest are always in front. And the reason is psychologically, and I'm one of the slowest people, even as one of the, the you know, I'm a Wim Hof Method instructor, and I'm still the slowest going up the hill. I'm a type 1 diabetic. I have two compressed discs in my spine. I move at my own pace. But if you put me in front with a lot of the other people who need to be in front, the whole group can help us get up the hill. If you put us behind and we start to lag, suddenly you're waiting for us. Now we're an anchor. We're dragging. Mm-hmm. The, mental, the mental weight of being an anchor and knowing you're slowing everyone down is crushing. But then you put us in front and now suddenly we're, we're leading a group of people up a mountain. We've got all of this support behind us and it's easier. Rather than letting the slow lag back, you put them in front and suddenly the whole group's energy helps push them up the right, hill. Right. And, you know, it's hard. Yeah, but there's people to help you. And this is some of the most inspirational moments I've ever seen was people having a hard time. Were people having a hard time? Was? I don't know which word to use. I'm on the mountain. And, and then two or three other people, the strongest, helping them, yep. aiding them. And they wouldn't get that help if they were in the back because no one would see that they were right. in need. Totally. But when they see people in need... They, they, they help, they assist. And that's that we're a tribe. We're supposed to work as a team. And when you have a weight being drugged behind you, the resentment builds on both sides. Totally. And simply by switching it to being more compassionate, being more caring, being more pro-social yep. about our group, everyone succeeds. And then we'll have the people who are like, raw, amazing athletes. And they're like, yep. I could run up that hill. Right. Yeah, but can you stay with the group? Right. Can you lend your strength to those who need it? Right. That's a bigger challenge totally. than running up. I know you can run up. I know you can get there first, but can you stay with us? Totally. And, you know, the people who need help get help. And there are people who I, I've, I've, it's very rare. Someone says, Hey, I need to turn around and go yeah. back because the whole group is come on. Let's just put your jacket on. We'll right. make it easier. And we encourage proper posture. Keep your eyes up because the second we start to see this, yeah, stop. Totally. Check your breath. Get your posture going. Breathe in and out through the nose. Tie your steps into your breathing. We're going to make it to the top. We're going to get there. Totally. And we, we discourage people from saying, hey, that was too easy. Right. 
That was easy for you. For you, right, exactly. That gentleman or lady had the hardest time of their life and totally. they still made it. Totally. So, and one of my favorite things Wim says is, why are you looking for it to be hard? <laughs> why is, people are like, they, they, they look for this impossible challenge, but when you tell Wim you want an impossible challenge, he will find one for you. Right, yeah. So exactly. be careful yeah. what you wish for. He's, he's the wrong person to to ask for, it's funny. Cause he's like, why do you want it to be hard? And he's the person swimming under ice blocks. Yeah. But you know, they're like, well, you know, I would say he's the right person to ask if you want it to be difficult. Cause he will find a challenge find that it, yeah. you will find difficult. And it's, I've seen him motivate people to do things like, Oh, I can't do it. And he's like, no, you just say that, but you can, you just do it. Just watch, right. you just do it. And he'll go do it. And they're like, but you're whim. And then someone else will go do it. And they're like, but they're them. And he's like, and you're you. Yeah. Just do it. You'll be fine. The worst thing that happens is you fail. Yeah. So what? Totally. So what? Fail forward. Fail forward. Yep. And take that next step. next step. Exactly. That's what you just talked about. Yeah. Little bit of better each day. Something, something I wanted to close with. I want to be mindful of your time. I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. I think I, I, I know you've impacted my life. You, working with you has been the best thing that I have done, like started to, to do in my adult life is working with you. Um, so I hope other people see the value and try it and, and see it for themselves. Maybe it's not for them and that's okay. But uh, people have been working from home, different COVID situations around the world. Um, and there's a lot of anxiety and with it being mental health awareness month. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people that I, I get anxious about stuff sometimes like, um, I think it'd be really beneficial to walk through and you have in some of your classes when people ask when someone's having a panic attack, the person on the other side of that feels like they can't do anything. Um, So maybe we could talk a little bit about what you recommend doing when you see someone having a panic attack as like a recommendation or how to handle it. So one of the worst things you can tell someone who's having an asthma attack, anxiety attack or panic attack is take a deep breath. Conscious breath work is amazing. And one of the, the modalities I love studying is, is free diving. And they do something called air stacking. And unconsciously, it's terrifying experience. And a lot of people who are in the middle of an asthma, panic, or anxiety attack are unconsciously air stacking. And it looks like this. <laughs> I, can't, I can't breathe. And it's not that you can't breathe. Your lungs are full. Mm. You're taking these short little gasping breaths and you're filling everything up to the top. And I can't, I, and it's terrifying because you can't feel like you can get a breath in. So what you can tell that person is breathe out all the way. Exhale, ex- just let it go. And when they're up here and you say, breathe out. Keep pushing, push, push, push. Have them find the bottom of their breath until it's stressful. You know, count backwards from five. Five, four, three, two, one. Five, four, three, two, one. Push, 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 push. Have them breathe in through their nose. Take that small breath in at the top and just exhale the neutral. And you can stop that cycle. And yes, this is something they're going to have to practice, but by telling them to take a deep breath, they cannot. That just is going to increase that stress. Right. Having them breathe out, find the bottom of their breath, breathe in, find the top, find that neutral place. And in that neutral place, just hold for a little bit. Relax into it. 
and don't breathe when you think you need to breathe. Relax, and when your body says, well, it's time to breathe now, and you can stop that. And if you're having a panic attack or, or anxiety attack or asthma attack, go to your freezer and grab a couple ice cubes. Change that internal stimulus to an external one. You can do this, it, your friends, have them go grab it and put it in your hands. And it just gives you that second to stop right. that cycle. To be present. To be present. And there's so many tools we can have, but they're useless unless you use them. Mm. So practice that exercise, you know, all the way out, exhale all the way, five, four, three, two, one, until you can't breathe anymore, until no sounds coming out of your mouth. Inhale to the top, take that little sniff to fill it. Exhale to neutral and hold. Practice this multiple times a day so that when you need it, you can remember it. And, you know, the first two times it may not, you know, you may not remember it until you're out of that situation. But it's, it's giving yourself the space to fail and giving yourself the tools, uh, the, the familiarity with the tools you want to use. So breathe in, four, out, six, as much of your day as you can in through your nose. Make sure your posture is correct and you're not, you know, adding more stress. So it's a it's hundred little steps for that vast change everyone wants instantly. Right. And over time, you will get there. Right. But please realize it does take time. It does take effort. And we will stumble. We will fall and we will fail. But the most important step is always the next one. And I wish I can say that that's my words because that would be so badass. <laughs> but this is from Brandon Sanderson. He's a science. He's a fantasy author. Awesome. And I have found more truth in the books of fantasy that I can apply to my real life than any self-help book I've ever read. That's awesome. Um, I I don't know how to follow up with with that. I think we need fantasy books. Follow <laughs> up, Patrick Rothfuss, The Name of the Wind, Brandon Sanderson. If you want some really badass life lessons, read allegorical stories cool. that don't necessarily apply to your world, but you can take their lessons out because they're framed in a story you like. Awesome. With that, did you have anything you wanted to add that we didn't get to cover that you think people should know? Not no? really. Uh, if you want to find my, my Monday night and Sunday yes, afternoon breathwork classes, uh, my website is Iced Viking Breathworks. That's a big, big series of letters, numbers, but you can find it by www.ivbw.com. It'll take you to the right page. Perfect. Um, anyone can come. If you'd like, you, you know, just ask questions. It'll always help people, but there's a tribe out there. And if I don't resonate with you, find someone who does. It doesn't just have to be me. There are some amazing breathwork instructors out there. Find the ones that resonate with you. Awesome. And, and I'll make sure to put the, to link, the link to your Instagram and website in the description so that people can, can go find it. Um, mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Chuck. I really appreciate it. Thank you, you sir. Me. My pleasure.